It's going to take grit. It's going to take energy. It's going to take urgency. It's going to take physicality. It's going to take everything the Dallas Stars have. And tonight, it's a do or die. All or nothing for all the marbles. Game 7. 7 o'clock. Join me and my friend and co-host, K Fitz, as we discuss what the Dallas Stars need to do to win Game 7 tonight and advance to the next round of the playoffs. Once again, we're doing a podcast, and the stars are in a elimin- uh, in a must-win and now possible elimination uh, <clears throat> position. Yeah. Uh huh. Weren't they just up in the series? <laughs> well, you know these things happen. Mm, but why? Why can't they put their foot on the gas and stomp on it, dude? Well, partially, I think, once again, I I personally would have probably pulled Ottinger in the last game from the get-go and just went with uh, Wedgwood for the entire game. Um, So I think there's a little bit of fatigue factor involved. And also, you know, if you look back, the Stars really – they don't do too well after traveling. <clears throat> so I'm not trying to make any excuses, but, you know, they don't really do very well when traveling to another uh, team's home ice. You know, if you, if you look at it, even in the series that they've been in in these playoffs, you know, they've kind of uh, won and then lost when they had to travel back to the other, to the opponent's home ice for, you know, when they, when they played against, you know, Seattle in the first game, when they first traveled back to Seattle in, uh, in game three, they lost, but then they came back and won in game four. So uh, there may be something there. Yeah, there might be. They got to shake that, though, because if they should survive tonight, man, guess who has home ice next round? Oh, yeah. Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. The Golden Knights are waiting in the wings. As the stars get beat up and, you know, put themselves in a freaking blender. Ugh. Well, you know, 
we're at a point right now where you can't really complain too much. You just kind of got to let the cards roll where they roll. There's not a whole lot of suggestions you can make. Whatever uh, changes uh, Coach DeBoer is going to do, he's going to do it. Um, I, I believe I saw that uh, Haskinen is going to be back tonight, if I'm not mistaken. Wasn't he back last game too? Yeah, he was. That's right. So he'll be back tonight on home ice. Ah. Well, if you're going to seize the opportunity, it's better to do it on home ice. This is true. I mean, they they got the fans there. They got the friendly atmosphere. They got the weather here that might be a little bit better. I don't know. I've never been to Seattle. Um, Yeah. But then game seven. Ugh. Maybe they just want to close the series out at home. <laughs> I I don't know what it is, man. I don't know if it was just the way the dice rolled on game six, but I'm not feeling it tonight. I'm really not. And I am. And let me tell you why. Number one, uh, I, I did look up a few things of my own. I know you showed me some stats that, you know, the stars are like, 30 and 33 in, in game seven's lifetime, and and they hadn't fared very well. But here's some other stats. Coach DeBoer is 7-0 and o right now, as it stands, in game seven. Ottinger is, I believe, something like 23-24, 1-1 1-1 after a big loss. You're on your home ice. This is to get you into the conference championship. The stars have more to, to, to gain than than the Kraken in this. Don't don't get me wrong. Yes, I know the Kraken want to win and, and move themselves in that, but you know, to lose and lose on, on home ice, I don't think that's something that they that the, the stars are gonna want to do. I think they're gonna come out hungry and I think they're gonna come out attacking. Um it's gonna be hard for them to match the speed of the Kraken. We knew we've known this from, from the get-go, but they can counteract that. They know how to counteract that, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there. I think we've got the I think we've got the X factor, and I think that's Max Domi. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, honestly, truly, Domi's got the capabilities of you know taking over a, a game. And no, I'm not talking by scoring points and things of that nature. While yes, he has scored some goals and some key moments that we've needed him to. Uh, what I'm talking about is his tenacity. Uh, he has a, a, a very, uh, he, he seems to get passionate in these must win type situations. He's like a little pit bull out there. Um, little Tasmanian devil. <laughs> He's been quite aggressive here as of late. He isn't afraid to, to show that he's willing to throw hands if need be. Um, and he's done uh, you know, a wonderful job in assists in these playoffs, and I, I just think that his defensive play has been on point, and I think he's going to be kind of the, the the Achilles heel to the Kraken tonight. Man, I hope so because if you look at the stats last game, it just there was. I mean, it's closer than it looked in a lot of ways, but then you come out and they come out swinging 
You know, it's time for Dallas to do that. This is their home yeah. ice. I agree. I agree with that. And you, you also got to look at the game that was before that when the Stars came out and dominated and won it. But, yeah, if you if you were to just look at the statistics, at one point the Kraken had something like 17 shots in, on goal and the, the Stars only had four or five. However, of those four or five, two had made it into the net and we were up two to nothing. So, you know, you can't hang your hat on statistics as, as much as you you would like to. Granted, yes, you do kind of want the statistics to be on your side to tilt that ice. Um, I think one area that they need to really work on for tonight is their power play. Their power play was not very good the other night. No, I think they were a one for something, weren't they? Yeah, we were one for three or something like that. It, it wasn't very good, and we allowed them to score on their power play, which gave them even more energy. And it just seemed like every opportunity, every chance that it looked like we were going to possibly pull in line with them and maybe even tie with them, they would score again. And we were constantly behind the eight ball. And that's something they cannot allow to do tonight. Oh, exactly. I, I fully agree with you. Um, on the power play, both teams were one for three, by the way. So, you know, they were evenly matched in that regard. Um, yeah, but there's more in a power play than just the play itself. Um, so, it, yeah, it's great to score on a power play, but it's also good to dominate on a power play, and the Kraken dominated almost every power play. Oh, shoot. I agree. Like, in a lot of ways, the power play is where you can take control, you know? And if you can't do it five on five, then you can bait them into doing something stupid and then just that's it. You know, the ball is yep. going to roll in your favor. Um, and when they're on the power play, if you maintain yourself and keep them from, from, from getting any kind of a goals or anything like that, you can deflate their any momentum that they may be carrying. Yes, sir. Totally agree. So if you're the Dallas Stars coach, if you're the players on the ice, man, what do you do to shake up the power playing penalty kill? Hmm. Well, I don't think you shake the lines up because the lines have proven in the past that they are more than capable. I think you just basically, you know, let them know that, hey, you've done this before. Not sure what happened the other night. That was the other night. Let's not live in the past. Let's focus on what's going on now and let's continue to do what we were doing before. One of the things that stars are really good at is, you know, keeping the puck away from the opponent during their power play. In fact, if you go back and you watch the the, the, the power plays prior to the other night, uh, you know, the Stars were masterful at, you know, getting the puck away from the Kraken and, you know, basically icing them out and, and taking, you know, that time away from them. Not to mention that, but, you know, anytime you get the puck away and you shoot it on the ice, they're going to change. They're going to they're gonna change their mind because you don't want to keep, you know, you want to keep fresh legs out there, especially during a power play. So if you can get that first line off the ice quickly, you fare a better chance in the power play, in my opinion. Yeah, fresh legs. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, yeah. I mean, I, I have no argument for you. Um, it seems like, though, it's for me, as I watch this, maybe I'm wrong, maybe you can add a little more detail if you agree. 
for me, it seemed like every other game they decide that they're either power play when they're on the power play or they're going to let Seattle play like they're on the power play when the Dallas Stars are on the power play. Well, once again, you you know, you want to maintain your, your, your first line out there and you want to, number one, the, the, the first key element in that is you have to win the face-offs, which the Stars are really usually very good. However, the other night, um, I'd have to look at the statistics, but just based on when I was watching in the game, it just seemed like they were losing more face-offs than they were winning. And especially when they were on the power play or when Seattle was on the power play. So, you know, the first thing you've got to do is you have to win that face-off. That is the most important part of any power play or special teams play, especially when you have a man advantage or especially when you have a man disadvantage. You want to be able to win that, 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 that face-off so that you can maintain the puck and you can dictate to them what goes on. If you allow them to win those face-offs, they are now dictating to you what's going to happen. That's off percentages was almost even. The Stars had 52.2. Seattle had 47.8. So It didn't even seem like that, though. It just it's To me, when, when watching the game, and maybe it was just because it was during the crucial points. You know, it, maybe it was it was during those power play moments where the Kraken were just it just it just seemed like the Stars could not win a faceoff during the power play. That goes back to your original statements that you you and I have both kind of harped on puck control, man. They they got to win it and keep it in those crucial moments. And you know, it's it seems like besides besides the what is it two games in a row that they won. Before, yeah, yeah. It, it it seems like they do it every other game, you know. Like, if you're gonna go after the puck with energy, man, you need to keep that up. You can't wait till the last ten minutes of the game to, to decide you want to play. This is so true, and unfortunately, in the past, that has worked for the stars where they don't really start coming out playing until. Um, you know, late into the uh, third period or or even into the third period. And you just you can't do that against a team like the Kraken. Another thing that might have played into it is if you if you look at the games that we've played so far, every game has been late at night, you know. You, you know, even though the puck's supposed to drop or the game's supposed to start at eight thirty, they usually don't start till right around nine o'clock central time our time. Mm-hmm. Whereas in uh this last Saturday uh, in, 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 in game six, you know, they started at six o'clock. You're, you're starting almost three hours earlier than where you're normally at. And yes, that can have an effect on, on players, especially when your bodies are used to it. And granted, I know it's easy to say, well, they need to work on that and that shouldn't be a factor. However, it, it sure is. I mean, it sure is. You know, they, they've even proven statistically that, you know, starting the Super Bowl later than, uh, you know, what they what they had done at one point. It was affecting players in a negative way, which is why they've kind of toned it back a little bit where, you know, it starts now more mid-range of where, you know, your your afternoon games. Also, you know, and like I said, I don't want to always pick up, you know, choose other sports and compare it. But, yeah, any athlete's going to be the same way. When your body is conditioned and used to being a certain way, you know, your body's not waking up. It's almost like going from waking up at, you know, 
eight, nine in the morning to all of a sudden going and waking up at six in the morning. You're, you're kind of a little more groggy until you get used to that. Once you mm-hmm. get used to it, you're never, you're never able to sleep in. And unfortunately, because of my military past and everything of that nature, it's hard for me to sleep in when I, when I have days. And that can affect you. <laughs> yeah, I can relate to that one. <laughs> I can relate to that one all too well. Sleep? What sleep? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I think I think I think Coach DeBoer is going to have them dialed in tonight. Um, if you look at the trend, you know they haven't lost two in a row um, in these playoffs. Uh, they've come back majorly whenever they've lost majorly. Ottinger kind of gets. <laughs> Mad, you might want to say, and 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 really turns the, the opposing team away. Uh, so I think he's going to be ready for tonight. And like I said, I, me personally, I would have rested him. Uh, you, you 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 can't tell me that fatigue might didn't play uh, at least one part. And I'll be honest with you, in the first four goals, only the last goal was really Ottinger's fault. I mean, I you really can't fault the the, the other three, you know. The, First three goals, hard hard to fault those against Ottinger. No, I mean you're right. That's where the other players should have stepped in, and exactly you know, that that's kind of what I said on my last show. I was really, really, really deflated the last show, and like I dreaded doing it. And I'm sitting there going, "Man, y'all really just left them hung out to dry." They did, and, and you know, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think that plays a part into the fatigue as well. Like you can't expect him to keep energy if you're just sitting there with your thumb up. Never mind. I'm not going to go there. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> right? And you know, and, and one of the frustrating things, especially you know, you, you got to understand is they're play. They were playing in Seattle, and yes, that can play into it. You know, that crowd was amped up from the get-go. The Stars never did anything to take them out of that game. It wasn't like the previous loss where the Stars did really good for the first 10 minutes. The Stars really didn't do good through, through any, any, any period or any moment. Um, if I'm not mistaken, and during, during the intermission, during the first uh, intermission, the uh, young lady who was doing the uh, sideline announcing Said she had spoken to one of the star's assistance coaches and asked him, you know, what his take was on the first period. He said it was horrible. There was no puck control, which is something that you and I mentioned constantly. Uh, they just didn't seem to have the energy, and they're just basically letting the Kraken run all over them. And unfortunately, you cannot let a team like that do that in that environment. Tonight's going to be a completely different environment. I feel I feel like the stars are going to have you know the home ice advantage. They're going to have the the home you know crowd there with them. They're going to come out. They're going to be pumped. And once again, I'm telling you, I just have this feeling that Domi's going to be one part of it. And I, I just Robertson is there. He had a couple of shots the other night, and he was so frustrated they didn't go in because normally they would have. And you know you can almost start seeing the frustration and it's starting to boil up in him. And I have a feeling there is a, he's still got one game in him. That's going to, it's, he's going to light someone up and 
it could be tonight. And I know I've been saying this the past few, and he's been doing <laughs> decent. I mean, he's had his assists and things of that nature. And, you know, like I said, but it hasn't been that 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 Robertson takes over the game type feel. And you know, I think tonight you're going to have Robert, you're going to have Robo, you're going to have Pavelski and Hints all on that line again. And I just have a feeling that line's going to, you know, between that line and Max Domi, I, I just I can't see it going any other way than the Stars winning. I hope you're right, but my gut feeling, man, and, you know, I've, I've been having a little bit of a rough gut the last few days. I will say that on a personal But, level. yeah, your, your gut feeling the last one was that they were going to lose when we spoke this just this time last week, and they came out and dominated. Yeah. I'll tell you what it is. You need to go to bed tonight. <laughs> That's what it is. Usually they, they dominate when you go to bed. When you're up watching the game, so you're, you're going to have to go to bed tonight. And you have to let me just tell you what goes on. <laughs> oh, so I'm jinxing them. Is that it? Yeah, that's what it is. See, I done found out what it is. Uh, JJ's over here watching the game. He's not supposed to do that. Fans, if y'all are listening to this, you need to email JJ and tell him, we need to send you some sleeping pills or something, send you to bed <laughs> on the early nights. Yeah. <laughs> that on me no <laughs> no <laughs> well you want to talk about trends that is a trend <laughs> bro that is a i guarantee that is a statistic if i go back through all my messages of what when you go to bed they dominate and win versus when you watch it me and you're going back and forth talking about it and they lose i can almost guarantee you we could we could work some statistics out on that you know what's funny? To prove your point, like I'm, I'm very superstitious. I, I think you probably know that. Uh-huh. Um, there, there were stretches where I would go until from game to game without shaving, right? And they'd win. I'd shave, and they'd lose. By the way, those same stretch of games, I would wear my Jamie Ben shirt, and then when my Jamie Ben shirt wasn't, uh able to be worn, I would wear uh, another star shirt. They would lose. It's weird. Like, and I need to shave because they, they broke that, the the shave trend, you know. Right. But that Jamie Benn thing, uh-oh. Uh-oh. And see, and that's another player that I feel is on on the cusp of doing something, is, 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 is our captain. Now, granted, he has done a phenomenal job at getting under the opposing team's skin. In fact, sometimes too well <laughs> than where he actually winds up drawing the penalty like the other night. But still, you know, he could have a, he could he could break out tonight and have a, something go on. Between him and Johnston the other night, honest and truly, that they were probably the, the the two most impressive players on the ice in that loss the other night. You know, they they were definitely trying, and like I said, Romo had a couple of good shots. You know, but as far as as a cohesive team, it just wasn't there. But but there were a couple of individual efforts that were that were that were noteworthy. You know, it's going back to to Jamie and, and Robo, uh, I don't even care if Jamie scores a goal. I want to see him just kick it 
into beast mode and start pushing everybody around. If he can't put I want to see that smile. I want to see that smile when he's going back to the bench because he knows he's getting under their skin. That's what I want to see. Yes. I think that's part of what they're missing. And, you know, you see it in some of the games where Seattle tries to get under us and you see the Stars retaliate and guess who gets the penalty? Of course. That they got to cut down on the stupid penalties, man. The retaliation. Like if oh, I agree. Push, you agree? I agree. They see, need to cut down on those stupid penalties. Tell me, you see the retaliation? Oh, definitely. It's not just in my head, right? Like it's just. No. If you're gonna get frustrated, you know, like you could see it in Robo's face where he just hangs his head back after dinging it off the post, man. Channel it into that puck and your stick. That's the best way you can do it. You're at home, as we've said. You're in front of the friendly confines of your fans. You know we love you. We we love you for, through thick and thin. We're diehards. You need to stop the stupid penalties. If you're going to take a penalty, make it count. Definitely. And I'll, I'll tell you one thing that I, I love about Robo. Is Robo gets frustrated. But his frustration is taken out, not where anybody's going to even notice it. Like, he's not a big guy, per se. I mean, he's not huge. He's not like a, you know, he's not like a, a, like, like, you know, he's just not a bigger guy. He's just not someone when you would look at him, you would think would be aggressively pushing people around. But every once in a while, they'll show it on camera where he's just had enough. He'll just knock someone down, like, just. No, you're not. You're not getting away with that with me. And I, I think that that's that to me is the most comical thing. And then he does it, and he skates off like it's nothing. Like he doesn't sit there and knock him down and jaw jack. He knocks him down just <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Mess around and find out. Now, of course, there's another terminology for that, but that's basically what he's like. You know, you you just messed around and found out. So, but like I said, you just you just get this feeling that it's percolating, and it's it's just right there on the cusp, ready to boil over, and you know tonight might be the night. You know what that makes me think of? Mm. Let's go early nineties. Pat Verbeek. Okay. Oh, yeah. I like um, Pat Verbeek. They called him the little ball of hate, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. Because he was a Tasmanian devil. Robo could yeah. be the next Pat Verbeek. He could be. Although I would say Max Domi kind of reminds me more of him than, than, than Robo. But yeah, I could see Robo being the next Verbeek. Yeah. You think Max Domi reminds you of Pat, really? Man, he's just got that he's got that look about him, you know? He's constantly in the plays. He's a he's aggressive when he needs to be. That when Pavelski went down and he went after that, that was great. Like, boy, he got him in a couple times in the ribs there, punched him in the ribs a couple times, swinging at the head, and just skated off after it was done. Like, you know, so yeah, I mean, he's just got that, that fire in him. Yeah, he's like a little Tasmanian devil out there. I'm telling you. Ah, shoot. That kind of reminds me of uh, Brenda Morrow or Steve Ott, too. Right, I mean, Max has flashes of his dad every once in a while. Now, he's not 
the aggressor like his dad was, but he does have flashes of it. <laughs> I, I keep going back to that penalty box scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, Max wouldn't do that. <laughs> no, no, no. If he did that, I'd fall out. I would be like, oh, I don't care if they win or lose after seeing that. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be able to hear me laughing all the way from down where you're at right now. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe that's what they need, though. You think? It might be. I mean, it's hard to say. It, it, you know, there's not I, – I, it's hard to say what they need. I, I honestly and truly, I think at this point, don't change it up. You know, they've done great so far in what they have done. Um, yeah, it sucks to be in game seven, but you know what? You're there. You, you can't dwell on that. You can't sit there and hang your head and, oh, my God. You know, because there's a lot of teams that make it to game seven. I mean, if you really want to look at statistics and game sevens and this and that and whatnot, you know, should not, you know, Boston still be in this thing? Should they have not at least won? That first series, uh, <laughs> but where are they at? You know, they're watching, you know. And, and you know what? If I was Pete DeBoer, maybe I would bring that up. I'd be like, look, guys, you guys are in game seven. That's a great thing. That's a wonderful thing. There's nothing wrong with being in a game seven. That's why there is seven games, because it gives each team an opportunity to win this thing. And now you're in the driver's seat. Now, Boston is at home watching you tonight. Is that where you want to be next week, or do you want to be on the ice and the Kraken watching you? Mm. Let's send Seattle home to watch the rest of these playoffs like Boston is watching these playoffs. And I'll be honest with you, I I do kind of like our odds against Vegas, even with them having the home ice advantage. We've played very well against them, especially this season. Yeah, I thought the same thing against Seattle. No, well. Seattle. No, I. I personally, I feel like Seattle was a is a bigger threat to us than 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 Las Vegas. I just do. I just they just have Vegas doesn't have, seem to have the speed. Vegas is a lot like Dallas. They're very they match up well against us. Mm-hmm. Speed for speed, tit for tat. It's almost like playing a mirror match. And I think I said that earlier on in the season that. You know, when we play Vegas, it's almost like we're playing against ourselves. You know, so, I, you know, Seattle's just got so much speed. They, they, and, and speed can either make or break a team. I mean, speed can be good sometimes, but speed can also come to hurt and haunt you, especially when it's used against you. Like the Stars have been good at turning against Seattle and using their speed against them, which is what they need to do tonight. But, no, I, I'll be honest with you. I... I feel like we match up a lot better against Vegas. In fact, I was kind of hoping Vegas was going to win that series because I really didn't want to play against the Oilers. Well, you got your wish, but now the Stars need to do their part tonight, man. That they do. And it's kind of funny because, you know, as you know, I I do the the Ghostbusters thing on the side with the Austin Ghostbusters. um, And we do have a – we work for charity – uh, we cosplay as Ghostbusters, and we do it for a charity um, girl start. Anybody wants to look that up, feel free. But anyway, uh, I got a buddy of mine who, well, 
is a guy I actually met through doing the Ghostbusters. He's actually a Ghostbuster in Las Vegas, yes. and he's a big Golden Knights fan. And before the playoffs even started, I said, you know, it could come down to Dallas versus Vegas. And he was like, huh, Dallas isn't even going to make it out of the first round. Boy, would I not love for them to make it and then beat them. That would be poetic justice to me because I never talk – as I've told you before, I don't talk smack about opposing teams because I've learned that, number one, that's bad juju, and I'm like you. I'm, I'm very superstitious. I don't believe in counting my chickens. Now, am I going to support my team, and am I going to say I think my team can win? Yeah, I am, and I'm going to say I don't see this going any way than my team winning, but I'm not going to sit there and – and 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 be like ah Seattle they are they're horrible they suck we're we're gonna dominate them tonight they they ain't even got a chance because I'm not stupid and I know how this game works so you know I just said well I guess we'll just have to wait and see you know I I don't get into the whole you know oh you know your team's horrible blah 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 look what happened in the regular season you know we did dominate you guys in the regular season if you really want to look at it you know <laughs> but you know that. That, that's neither here nor there. And the playoffs are the playoffs. It's a whole different animal. But honestly, truly, really, I, I think we, we, we fare very well against the goal. It's almost like playing against ourselves. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to ro- roll it back a little bit, though, but we got to make it through Seattle. This is true. Like, I don't want to look ahead. I was just basically saying, though, if, if, in a scenario, I was wanting the Golden Knights to win. That, that, and and I'll be honest with you, if the if the Kraken win tonight, I'm pulling for the Kraken to win because I wouldn't mind seeing them as because they are a good team, and for them to be as young in the league as they are and to make it, yeah, why not? Speaking of which, I said in another show, I think I even said it with you, I think the Kraken are the better expansion team as of late. Oh, um, definitely. Out of the most recent ones because, you know, they, they took this champ and they beat them in seven and now they're taking the stars in seven. And it's just like, see, that that alone, the Avalanche series is what makes me go, ooh, you know. Yeah, but um, we're not the Avalanche. No, we're not. We're supposed. Uh, oh, hold up! I'm taking it back one more time. It almost feels like we're the underdog again. It does, which because- is a place I like to be. Yeah, that's where I was going with that. In fact, um, they do really well when they're the underdog. Everybody goes, "Yeah, right. Yeah, right." And the stars go, oh, "Okay, challenge accepted." Well, I'll tell you what, if Pete DeBoer wants to motivate them, all he has to do is watch the ESPN broadcast of the game the other night, and I'm telling you what, the lack of respect that the Stars get is almost, um, it's, almost shame, it's almost shameful. And, and ESPN, you know, the, the, the crew that you have, and I'm not sure why it was this way the other night, but it sure seemed like you guys were pulling for, for, for Seattle. You guys were trying to make it seem like you weren't, but I'm telling you, if you watched that broadcast and you were a Stars fan, it, it made me sick. I'm, I, I turned the audio down because I, I couldn't even listen to it no more because, you know, the, the frustrating thing is when, you know, the Stars 
came back and tied it up. And then, yeah, Seattle got that second goal. So going into the inter- first intermission, they were up 2-1. to one. They were pretty much already writing the Stars off and, and talking about how horrible and bad the Stars were. And even though, you know, the Kraken didn't do much on their first power play, you would have thought they, they dominated and just completely, you know, scored like four goals in a power play. You know, it was like, you know, they're just like, oh, even though they didn't score, they won that. That was a that was a big win for them. And this and it's like, hold on, what? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and it just seemed like during that intermission, you know, they were talking up the two goals that Seattle and the the one goal that, that, that the Stars made wasn't even mentioned. It was just kind of like a, it wasn't even a, you know, it was like, you know, the cracking are up two, two to one. Then let's break down the first goal. And, you know, it, oh, and here was the second goal and nothing with the stars. So it's kind of like you kind of almost get this feeling that we are kind of the black sheep of the league for whatever reason it is. Um, and so, yeah, if I were DeBoer, I would, I would play that and say, look, this is the lack of respect you guys got. You guys want it, you got to get You guys are going to have to get out there. And I'll be honest with you, doesn't, I'll be, they can win the cup, and I don't think they'll get the respect still. No, they didn't even in 1999. Nope. Um, and, and As I said, I went into Dick's Sporting Goods again the other day just to see if they got anything in. And once again, I talked to another assistant manager, and I'm just like, hey, are y'all going to be getting any, you know, Stars jersey or anything like that in? And this is in Texas, y'all. I mean, I granted, I understand if you are not in the state of Texas, but this is in Texas. We don't have but one hockey team, and they are in the playoffs. And for not only the manager that I spoke to the first time I went in there during the during the first uh, during the first round, right when they went right before the playoffs were fixing to start, but here we are fixing to go into the conference championship round. And if the stars make it, then they're in the conference championship, and you've got an assistant manager at a Dick's Sporting Goods who's supposed to be one of our corporate sponsors, who doesn't even know that they're in the playoffs and didn't even know it was even hockey season. That is a deep lack of respect because I guarantee you, I guarantee you, I'll I'll tell you how bad this is. So first I'll I'll say, you can go to any place in uh, Pennsylvania and you are going to see Steelers, Penguins. You know, you're going to see um, flyers, you're going to see every team that is in that state. There, it's blown up. I mean, you you can't go to a sporting good place, and I guarantee if there's a Dick Sporting Good in Pennsylvania, number one, they probably know what their teams are doing at that point in time, and number two, they probably have enough jerseys and gear that you could probably suit up a, a minor league or ju- junior league or you know a uh, uh, team. With, with the amount of jerseys and stuff that they would have. And to even make my point even more, the Dallas Cowboys, you can go to the Mall of America in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I think it's in Minneapolis. Anyway, I've been there several times. <laughs> and there is a Dallas Cowboys store in the Mall of America where they sell nothing but Dallas Cowboys. And I guarantee I could go in there and probably talk to any one of those employees. And even though they live in Minnesota, 
they could probably tell me what the Dallas Cowboys are doing at that point in time if it's during the season. Yeah. And here we are in Texas, and the manager of one of our corporate sponsor stores didn't even know we're in the playoffs. The assistant manager didn't even know we're in the playoffs, and there's still nothing. There is one jersey there that is for a kid. It's a kid-sized jersey. So even in this area, if somebody were to want to go and get gear, the only thing, the only way they're going to be able to get that is ordering it online. There's something wrong there. There is that. That tells you about the Dallas Stars' reach, if you don't mind me saying. Like, it, that's a sponsor, and, and they don't know who it is down there in small town Texas. Right. Oh. Like, Lane's not even really a small town, and Harker Heights is not really even a small town anymore. When you look at the grand, you know, numbers. <laughs> That's cool to hear. <laughs> yeah. That's absolutely wild. But I mean, like, as opposed to Dallas, you know. Right. Well, yeah, it's not a huge metroplex or anything like that, but you know, it has grown a lot, and it's not, you know. It's not what I would consider small town like I would consider like Lampasas a small town. Gatesville okay. a small town. Solid point. Yeah. Corsicana um, is a small town. Oh, yeah. I, I wouldn't expect to go to Corsicana and them know, but this is, you know, this is a military town. You've yeah. got, I mean, and you know, here's the even worse part about it. Oh, they've got soccer jerseys from every country and everything. They got a whole wall of soccer. <laughs> I can vouch for that because when I when I was a kid and we all lived down there, uh, my dad told me, uh, and he told me again just recently. He's like, it's easier to find a San Jose Sharks jersey down there. Oh yeah, and like that that hurt and. You know, that that's just the way I see it. Like, it hurt me. It, it hurt my heart. Like, because those guys are fighters. And they're still not on anybody's radar. And, like, I mean that with the utmost respect. You know, I, I do like a good challenge uh, to overcome. And, you know, I will get mad about it. Just like a robo probably gets mad at himself. You know, I get mad about it. I channel it. I conquer it. You know, that that's a good challenge for them. They they should use it to to fire themselves up. Some I'll just go ahead and keep saying it. Small town Texas still doesn't know who the Dallas Stars are, and that's everybody down there, not just Colleen. It's all the you know the little branch towns and all that. I, I bet you Fort Hood probably doesn't even really know who they are. They might. Oh, I'm sure there's soldiers that that follow hockey. They probably know what it is. And know about them, but it wouldn't be the top of their to do list because you got the Rangers, no. the Mavs, the Cowboys. You got the Rangers. You got the you got the Rangers, Mavs, Cowboys. You've also Astros, got you know the Houston, Houston teams and San Antonio. You got the Spurs, <clears throat> which I still can't get over that San Antonio doesn't have an NFL uh, team or NHL team or Major League Baseball team as as populated as that area is, and as much as the, you know, I think at one point, if I'm not mistaken, when the Spurs were in their in their championship heyday, when they were, you know, 
when they had Robertson and, and, and uh, Robinson and, 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 and all them, you know, winning their championships, they were, if I'm not mistaken, if not the top selling sports franchise in the NBA or the second top, if I'm not mistaken, maybe right behind uh, the Bulls. But that was right when Jordan was, was finishing up his, his time there. But if I'm not mistaken, I think, you know, Robinson was one of the top selling jerseys. Um, oh, the Admiral. <laughs> at, one, at, at, one, at one point. It, I'd have to look up those stats, but, you know, so that market, it, it's a very open market. And I just, it still blows my mind that they don't have something there. Because for those of us, Texas is a big state for those that don't realize it. And, and when you're in, excuse me, ah, pardon me for a second, technical difficulty. But when you're in central Texas, it would be nice to have something a little closer to be able to go see a professional sport as opposed to having to drive all the way to Dallas or Houston. You know, San Antonio is about an hour and a half away. Oof, that's rough. So. Uh, How hard for you is it to watch the playoff games down there, just out of curiosity? Oh, it hasn't been hard at all. It's been on TV. I like the other night when they did the whole simulcasting. That was interesting. Yeah, that one game messed me up because it started on one game, one channel, ended up back on ESPN or whatever it was, and I was just well, yeah, and 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 it was on an odd channel too. It was on like what was it, like True TV or something? Yeah. So I saw the little thing on the bottom where it said, you know, catch the stars broadcast on True TV, and I'm like, what the heck? So I switched to True TV, and it sure enough, it was on there just for the first. Like period, maybe just until the the the, uh, the what was it, Calgary and uh, New Jersey game? Is that who it was? It was New Jersey and um. I'm not Calgary, but um. Carolina. Carolina. There you go. I knew it was a C. I was one of those C's. We'll catch us some slack just because I love you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still trying to catch my breath. <clears throat> Went down the wrong pipe. I hate when that happens. Oh yeah. Last night when I was doing this show, I couldn't quit, and I'm sorry for those listeners that that actually stayed through that. Uh, but I appreciate you. Um, anyways, like um, but the the reach, like it, even the reach, tells me that they're underdogs, you know, and mm-hmm. like. There's so much for y'all to be motivated about. Y'all need to bring the noise. Like, game seven. Okay, ooh. Calgary scares me. The the thought of Calgary at Hong Kong <clears throat> really does. And I know it's two different teams, two different groups of players. <clears throat> right. But they went all the way to overtime, and Ottinger fizzled out. Why? I'll tell you. It's because the defense played almost exactly like they did this series. You know, they tend to leave those poor goalies alone um, and let them do what they do. And then, you know, those poor guys are exhausted. Ottinger, Hedobin, whoever's in net. Right. It's a team effort. And if y'all want to go, you have to have each other's backs. 
it, it, it sometimes it feels like they do. Sometimes it feels like they came to play. Sometimes they feel like ah, we're gonna take that underdog moniker you gave us and shove it. But then sometimes it's like they're the NHL's little lap dog, and you know that's a good reason why the reach may not be there. You know, I hate to say it, it really <clears throat> is though, because you know everybody's high on the Rangers. You know, that's hockey history, yada, yada. Um, why is it the Rangers, though? It's because of their success. You know, how many Stanley Cups do they have? How many Hall of Famers do they have? You could go on and on. Dallas, 1999, anything better than that? Nope. You know what? Anybody can argue with me on this, and I'll, I'll take the argument. <clears throat> the Rangers weren't as popular as they were as they are now until Nolan Ryan was a member of that franchise. I was talking about the New York Rangers. The hockey oh, team. the New York Rangers. I thought you were talking about Dallas teams. Dallas. No, no, oh, no. yeah, no. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the 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 the, the Rangers there in Arlington. No, no, oh, no. But no. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah, nobody's <laughs> it's hard to top the Rangers though. I mean, come on now. That's a that that that's a dynasty team. That that they 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 rank up there, you know. Kind of like, well, but once again, you know, look at teams like, you know, um, the Edmonton Oilers weren't really that big of a team until Wayne Gretzky. Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, truly, I mean, they they were they were never really more more than, you know, they were a team, but people didn't know of them. I mean, they weren't like world renowned known. And I'm sorry, but any team that Gretzky was ever on. After he left, became, you know, no, you know, Edmonton Oilers. Okay, you know the 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 Los Angeles, uh, what was it? Los Angeles Kings, right? Kings, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. the Kings. My brain kind of, but you know, <clears throat> these are teams that became known, and they became known because of Gretzky. Yeah, and I can even. Go into other sports. The Bulls. The Bulls weren't much. They weren't known until Jordan. Yeah. The, Jordan was under the microscope with Scottie Pippen, Steve Kerr, all of them. Everybody that came mm-hmm. through. Dennis Rodman. Yep. I mean, they weren't dynasty teams like the LA Lakers and the Boston Celtics. Those were two teams that were known no matter what. But yeah, based on success. The Bulls kind of came out of nowhere, you know. For for years, it was between the the in, in basketball, it was between you know the L.A. Lakers and the and the uh, and the uh, Boston Celtics, and every once in a while you'd have a team like the the Detroit Pistons who might you know sneak their way into things, but it was dominated by the Lakers and the Celtics, and then all of a sudden Jordan comes out of nowhere, and then it was the Bulls in the mix. And then it became the Bulls and the Celtics, or the Bulls and the Lakers. I am so glad you brought this up, because that is exactly the point I was trying to make. If you look at the talent these stars had, you may not have them on the radar like you have the original six teams based on their uh, past success. And, you know, the stars, 20-whatever-it-is, or 30-year history. What? How long has it been since we had them? 93. Oh, 93, 2003. Yeah, 30 years now. 30-year history, one Stanley Cup, man. It's time 
to shed that underdog moniker. It's time to look at that Stanley Cup that I know is in that trophy case and realize what exactly you are. You guys are magical, and it's been a fantastic season. Uh, We've spoken about it at length, and I told you I'll believe the hype when I see it. I think I've said those exact words. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to see it now, and it cannot end tonight on Game Seven. No, I don't. I don't see it ending tonight. I really just, I just don't. I don't see them losing on home ice. I think they're the tenacity of this team. I don't think they'll allow it to end tonight. And <clears throat> um, all I can say. You know, I don't want to say this is what they need to do. All I all I can say is they just need to leave it all on the ice tonight. Skate till your legs can't skate no more. Leave nothing to ch- just go out there, play your game, do what you do, do what you do in the games that you have won. And you know, here's the thing too. The Dallas Stars have come out and beaten teams this year that experts, not me. I'm talking real life, paid by the big people, big networks, experts. They've done everything that the experts said they wouldn't do at some mm-hmm. points. They, I, I believe they beat the New Jersey Devils, did they not? I believe they did. And, uh, you know, that was a big time team. They're still going. I think they, they beat them in dominating fashion, too, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, they did. Scott Wedgwood was in there. I think they... Yes, he was. They either shut him out or they only allowed one, if I remember correctly. I'm going to have to go back and look. Yeah, I believe, I believe you're right. If you can shut out... I'm just going to go ahead and say it in spite of whoever's in the playoffs in the East. If you can shut out a contender like that, then this is nothing. You know, it's time to get your hands dirty, get your hands bloody. It's it's time to dig deep, do some soul searching, man. It doesn't have to end tonight. Fight for it. You are back back on December 13th. We beat them four to one. Four to one. I knew it was one or a shutout. I couldn't remember for sure. Okay, so... And they were just in the playoffs. Who's in the East right now? Do you have the playoff tree handy? Um, yeah. Carolina, Florida. <laughs> yeah, Carolina and Florida are the two in the yeah, Florida. Where'd they come from? Holy smokes. They're not supposed to be here, right? Listen to that, Dallas. What right? he said, Florida's not supposed to be here. They don't think you are either. Exactly. That's my point. Man, our team chemistry between you and me is through the... Maybe we should be on the ice. (laughs) You know exactly where I would be. (laughs) Man, it's all on the line tonight. It's game seven. People say that's the greatest words in history of sports or whatever. And it didn't have to be. But this game... But it is. You know, you can't can't dwell on it. Didn't have, it shouldn't have been. It couldn't have been. It is. It is what it is. And here we are. And they can get it done. They've got it done in the past. They can get it done tonight. And I have nothing but faith in them. 
I have nothing but faith in the coaching staff. Once again, I, like I said, DeBoer is 7-0 and right now in Game 7s. I don't think he's going to want to blemish that. He's going to do whatever he's got to do to get this team motivated and ready to win. So um, I don't want to call out a score because I don't want to jinx anything. I'm just going to say I think they win. Okay, so since we're running out of time, this is a good closing thought. I did an article for BS3 Network giving my three keys to victory. What are your three keys? What, what are your three things that must happen? for the Dallas Stars to win and put the Kraken on the couch tonight? Maintain your dominance in the uh, face-off and further it. Uh, keep them, when they're on the power play, be dominant on the power play like you have been when they won. And um, back your goalie up. Defense whenever they are in your offensive zone, do what you got to do to keep the pressure off of Ottinger. The more pressure you keep off of Ottinger, the better he gets through the game. Ooh, that gave me the chills. All right, so three keys for me. We're going to go pressure, pressure, and get this, pressure. That's all you have to do. They're going to come at you swinging. They're going to come at you with speed. That's what they did the last game. And they're going to try and force you into mistakes, man. you got to control the puck. you got to control your yep. zone. you got to control your ice. That is your ice now. That is your time to shine. That is your time to eliminate underdogs themselves. And another place that they need to focus on is <clears throat> between the blue line. In that neutral life, they need to work on that a little bit. What what can they do to fix that? Just out of curiosity, that's where puck control comes into it. You know, when you have the puck, don't give it away so easily. Fight for it. Mm, that's one thing that they have been missing. If you don't mind me saying, is fight. And watch where you're passing. Make sure when you pass the puck, you know where who it's going to and where it's going. Yes. There are going to be a few errant passes. Of course, that's going to happen. It's ice. The puck doesn't always go the way you think it's going to go off the stick. However, there were a couple of uh, bad passes to Kraken players coming out of their zone into neutral ice, and you just gave it right back to them to take it right into our zone. That can't happen. That I agree. They need to uh here, let's let's add this to it. You also need to clog the passing lanes. Yeah. You know, don't let them pass so easily on you. How many odd man rushes have we seen because a puck went through somebody's legs or straight around them or one of the players just kind of eked around somebody? We've seen that way too many times. Way too many times. Yeah, you definitely got to watch the odd man rushes that you give them opportunities on. And here's the thing for that. I really don't know how to stop that because they can spread you out real quick. The way you stop that is you don't let it happen. That's how you stop it. <laughs> I mean, but they're quick. So how do you keep up? Mm. 
I'd shoot in their physicality. Yeah. Physicality and make sure you're not the one causing the causing the penalty in that physicality, but yeah. They need to go from a finesse team to a grinded out team, and I mean or a combination of the two, and I mean right as soon as that opening puck drops. Thoughts? I agree. Yes, sir. I, I agree. I guess we'll find out tonight when the puck drops tonight at 8 o'clock. Well, whenever it does drop, but it's scheduled to drop at 8 o'clock tonight. Is it going to be 7? No, it showed 8 o'clock on my end. Oh. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, whenever it drops, I hope you guys stay aware of when it drops because, yeah, I'll be asleep. I'm taking one for the team. So, gosh darn it, you better <laughs> win. There you go. All right. Well, all I'm going to say is I, I believe the Stars are going to win, so go Stars tonight. All right. Well, hey, K. Fitz, thank you for your time. Uh, thank yes, you sir. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, people of BS3 Network, for uh, listening and giving us a chance to talk hockey. Ho- hockey? Hockey? Wow. Um, it's been fun. It's been real. Fortunately, it hasn't been real fun because I'm still nervous about the loss. Um, anyways, it all comes down to tonight. I know you go got to go. Go Stars.